from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. It's Wednesday, August 28, 2018, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studio, flew him in for the week, right. Jesse Carey. That's right. We're, you know, doing this impact week thing. We'll get to that. But yeah, I'm stoked to be here all week and, and recording in person. Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious engineer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. <laughs> Howdy, everybody. And sitting in for Annie F. Downs, who is off in Scotland right now, yeah. sitting in for the entire show today, Mr. Tyler Daswick. No doubt. How are you? <laughs> Doing all right. All right. So, guys, this is a big week. It's Impact Week here. Uh, relevant. Lot to talk about. What does that mean? All day, all week this week, every day, we are trying to raise money for a different awesome organization. If you remember our podcast history with raising money, yeah. uh, a few years ago, uh, Jesse did the Nickelback Challenge, where he mm-hmm. listened to Nickelback 24 hours a day for seven days straight to raise money for charity water a year later he did trapped in the cage where he watched 24 straight hours of nicholas cage movies and live streamed the yeah. entire thing raise money for charity water and this year we are doing times five <laughs> we are doing every day to to raise money for these great organizations not only are we going live on facebook not only are we tweeting and posting and all that stuff we are doing a, an endurance challenge each day this week as well uh, okay and up to now, up to now, and we'll talk about what Daz did yesterday, but up to now, we've only, you know, risk our psychological health, like our mental health. Like we, 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 we risk legitimate nervous breakdown, subjecting ourselves to that much. Nick Cage, uh, Nickelback, and yesterday, Tyler Daswick binged uh, Hilton Head Island <laughs> That's right. from uh, Pure Flix all day. The, the soap Christian opera. soap opera. The yeah. world's only Christian soap opera yesterday, uh, on Monday this week, uh, to raise money for feeding children everywhere. Tyler Daswick endured a marathon, an all-day yes. marathon of uh, Hilton Head Island. But, but the, how, how, how did it go? Before we get to what's okay. going on right okay. now. Because, because here's the thing. If I start slurring speech, I want people to know why. <laughs> I can literally I, taste something right I, now. I can't see you guys right now. Cameron, you can tell me you had anybody in the studio. You can tell me Will Smith was sitting there. I can't see. Chandler, you are not only engineering today, you are literally the lifeline. Because <laughs> the only person that could save us, the only person who would know, well, I guess Huckabee would know, but he's in Nashville. But the only person that would know if we all just slurred slowly started passing out yeah. it's Chandler behind the glass yeah. Right. yeah so so what we're doing so we're recording this podcast on Tuesday obviously you're listening to it on Wednesday or later uh, the 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 organization that we're supporting today is a21 an amazing organization yeah. uh, founded by Christine Kane they're doing work freeing women from trafficking and um, and then rehabilitating them getting them set up in a new life and we're raising money for them for every twenty five hundred dollars that uh, people raised or gave today we are lighting another essential oil in the podcast studio. So essential. So to start things <laughs> off, we have one of our office, one of our, our team members is running to go buy a bunch of diffusers right now because we don't have any on hand casually, but we do have a lot of oils. And uh, so to get things started, while well, until she gets here, we just threw some oils in the fog machine. It, yeah, it was an awful <laughs> and, idea. And we, it's a terrible idea. And because... We have <laughs> fogged the podcast studio with eucalyptus fog. And here's the thing: I've seen and dude, it is like pointing right at me. <laughs> like the fog machine is blasting me like square in the face. 
And every time a, another blast just came, like my nose burns a little and I'm not even playing like somebody on, we, we did, it, you know, this will, people were probably watching at the time, but, uh, you know, we, we talked about this on our Facebook live stream to kick off Tuesday yeah. and someone in the comments on that video was like, Hey dude, I just want to let you know, I diffuse too much. One time we got a bloody nose. Like, <laughs> and so and I've seen, I've been at All like a friend's house. I know, dude, I, I can feel it coming. I might need to change into one of those relevant tees. If this one, yeah. if I look like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two, um, two things real fast. Cause I was on the podcast when y'all were talking about doing that. It started out as a joke. Like, you know, like all yeah. great ideas do it started out as a, <laughs> right. as a joke. And it's one of those things where my mind, it's like, we're not going to do this. like, this is a right. funny idea, but it's not actually going to happen. <laughs> right. So first of all, it did. And that's surprising. So, Second of all, I think we've all been in a situation where, you know, you're like, let's try to hotbox this place. Not nothing illegal, but we've all been in the situation where you try to hotbox. And then it, the results are very disappointing. Like yeah. it, you just no. can't quite get everything on lockdown. Yeah. You guys look like you are in like a, like the aftermath of a world war two movie. Like there's <laughs> smoke, right? like you're like every now and then it kind of parts. And I see one of your faces, like tears start, like things coming down, like tears coming down your face. I am really surprised I'm impressed. I'm disappointed for a reason I can't quite figure out. I think just to like because I think I'm I'm gonna miss you guys when you're dead because this is legal. This I is mean, not, you're not gonna well, survive here, this. Well, here's the thing: I've been at a friend's house who, like, you know, they or their wife or something is like diffusing oils, you yeah. know. And I've seen like the tiny droplets that they put into the diffuser. Cameron was like, Hey, I think this is how much goes in a fog machine and just dip dumped like <laughs> a, a vial of it in there. Like we are, we are, we are breathing right now, pure concentrated essential oil. I, okay. So we are, okay. I put in eucalyptus. So here's the box. Um, it should help with, uh, I don't know. Hey, I mean, to, hey, to speak hey, for the product, I I have never been more relaxed. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, do have, I have a real talk, right real talk question. It Are refreshes there... the mind and rejuvenates the senses. Okay. <laughs> and I'm, real I'm talk. I want to, uh, are there smoke detectors in here? I'm sure there are. Okay. We might not be cautious of that because I know for a fact that fog in concentrated amounts can set. I, one time in college, a guy was, he was a really heavy sleeper. It was like a joke in the dorm. And we put a fog machine in his room in the middle of the night and fogged up his room while he was sleeping, you know, like in a very yeah. small dorm room space. And it set off the smoke alarms in the dorm. So, uh, oh, okay. You, you checked it. Yeah. He took the batteries out or something. Okay, good. So we're fine there. <laughs> we're fine there. If we're evacuated, it'll be for medical reasons, not fire ones. Right. Okay. Right. Good. good. <laughs> yeah. So, so people gave all day, you know, uh, you know, day yeah. 21 day you're listening to this. It's live for us and it's past tense for you yeah. guys listening. Yeah. It's live um, for us and also might be life. Like this could be the end of our lives too. So <laughs> savor See, we will do anything for you guys to, to rate, hey, to give money for, for these amazing organizations. What sin is this again, man? What oil did, was this extracted? This is eucalyptus. This was extracted from a eucalyptus. Yeah. That, that pure. And I, I heard eucalyptus. It's invigorating. Was, I heard eucalyptus. I, this could be totally. Oh, got a This could be puff. totally wrong, man. But I heard eucalyptus was like poison for everything, but like koalas. I could be wrong about that, but um, dude. I'm not even joking. Dude, we've got we I got ones that'll be refreshing, uh, rejuvenating, relaxing. This one's invigorating. So this should be a. 
I, I, and then weird. we'll that's be going what, together. You know, weird. I thought this one was nauseating. <laughs> <laughs> so if we the next uh, Mark will be watching uh, the the total as we go, and if yeah. we cross another threshold, we will add more oils and light another diffuser. Yeah. Or if we the few if they haven't arrived yet, we'll just dump more in the fog machine. I think we need to do the fog machine because here's the thing: if people are going live, we need to fog it out, man. Like people are giving. This is real. Like. I think we need to put our lives on the line here and use no a machine doubt. for ways it was not intended, which is diffusing powerful oil extract of dangerous chemicals. And and I think we got to mix and match some of these chemicals. Uh, like yeah. like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm pretty chill right who, now. Who, Give me some of that invigoration. This, is, this us, is invigorating. Who yeah, among us lift didn't me back up? Bring me back down. Yeah. Who yeah. among us didn't have like a chemistry set when they kid and automatically look for the ones with little skull and crossbones and dump them all in a cup <laughs> with some bleach and just see what happens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You guys did that, right? <laughs> and, you, and, you, and, you, and you dumped out all the lame ones in the chemistry set and put like gasoline and weed whacker two cycle fuel in their place. <laughs> I have, my my uh, childhood home had red stains on the garage ceiling from some of my chemical experiments. Yeah, so we're well equated. Our immune systems have already built a tolerance to dangerous chemicals. Absolutely. Yeah. I've had a lot of Diet Coke and hot tamales in my life. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Just of coating. Your whole system is coated. Yeah. It has to break through a gelatinous coat of, of sugar, and of artificial sugar in yeah. order to, to reach you. So we have a great show for you, hopefully. Uh, coming up later, we talked to Miles McPherson. Yeah. He's a, a you know pastor of a big church in San Diego. Like 12,000 people a week go to church. And what? Yeah. A huge church. Former NFL player. And, what? Uh, you know... So this week uh, is, you know, we're coming right up on the beginning of the NFL season. He's got a, a new book coming out where he looks at racial equality. I mean, this guy, super influential. He's a part of NFL Sunday. Have you guys seen NFL yeah, Sunday? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that Trent Dilfer's thing. Um, How does he pastor a church and be on NFL Sunday? Well, no, no, no. It, it's, okay. it's, it's like an outreach to churches yeah. right before Super Bowl Sunday. Anyway, he's well-connected in the NFL, uh, big church, a really important book about not just racial inequality, but how the church has had missteps and what they're going to do to correct it coming from a guy who's had a lot of influence you know he has the perspective of someone who's involved with the nfl but also is a pastor in a very diverse community so excited that he's on the show today amazing yeah uh yeah i this is my i i got back sunday night from hood to coast and if you're hearing this i lived um podcast listeners know i mean for months i've been talking about this this race i got conned into doing yeah um i was i ran with team world vision um, and our goal was to raise money for clean water in South Sudan. And Hood to Coast is the mother of all relay races. That's what they call it. It's a 200-mile relay from Mount Hood in Oregon to the coast um, uh, of Oregon, uh, 200 miles straight through. It's like a 32-hour race. You have a team of 10 or 12 people, and you you know relay. I mean, you take turns. And uh, you run through the night and everything. It, it was... Um, Something that like it's a there's a forty five thousand person waiting list Man. to to do this race. Okay, wow. so it is a big deal. I didn't fully appreciate the scope and enormity of what I was undertaking and how how <laughs> physically and uh, psychologically difficult it would be. It psychologically was, difficult. It was unbelievably mentally tough. Because, okay. because didn't you the exhaustion the altitude just just you know because you can't I mean you can't sleep I mean you're just like you're in vans you're 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 not eating normal I mean just everything about it everything was off well one, you know? one thing that 
That surprised me when you came back because I was picturing like you're running and there's like a van of dudes like right behind you. Yeah, that's, that's, what, like, I, that's what I was picturing as well. No. Yeah, but, but you're like on on long, lonely stretches in the middle of the night by yourself, essentially. 100%. Right? You are. Uh, so the, what, the way it works is there's these like predetermined transfer points yeah. where you transfer the baton to your teammate. And so you get dropped off there. Um, the van would drop you off and the van would drive with your team to the next checkpoint. You then run to it by yourself. So if you went down, the other well, let's say, let's say you, you turned an ankle or something. What, right. what, what, what would you do? Do you uh, have a phone or I, I'm assuming you have like a phone. Or I didn't, uh, in the, in the woods of Oregon, there's no cell coverage mm. at all. Um, uh, what would happen would be another runner would pass you yeah. and, and alert them at the next stop that. But in the meantime, you're just out there down. waiting to be. Yeah. I mean, at night you're literally running. So, <laughs> so you're running through towns, you're running through two lane roads and trails. There's gravel parts and then downtown Portland. And then, you know, like, it's just every part of Oregon. Yeah. Um, and you're, you know, and everybody's like, oh, you're dropping an elevation. That's easy. Uh, I'm sorry. It's not easy when you drop 1800 feet in one leg. I yeah. mean, it's like you're running, to, you're breaking and trying to run yeah, at the same especially time. Especially if it's only one leg that dropped that elevation. That's a, <laughs> it's a dangerous it was, hamstring it was difficult. I So marathon, our team, Team World Vision, these guys are guys and girls are amazing. I mean, they, they run marathons. They do ultra marathons for Team World Vision, 53-mile races. I mean, they do wow. crazy stuff. Wow. And I, I just got asked to, you know, fundraise. It's yeah. a great cause. And that's why I said yes. Uh, I was absolutely not prepared. I mean, I, and that made me mad that I, not that I wasn't good. I don't need to be the best runner. I don't care, but I wasn't my best. That yeah. really bothered me yeah. um, okay. that I wasn't ready. And well, well, you're making up for it today because what you may lack in endurance racing, <laughs> your body can tolerate in toxic amounts of essential oils poured into a fog machine, which is not the intended use. You know, uh, at least man. with the diffuser shit, like heats it, right. you know what I mean? Right. And it burns off like the, the, the you know, the toxic, it's like, yeah, it's toxicity. like, it's like, it's like yeah. dumping wine and like spaghetti sauce or whatever it burns all the alcohol. If you just get that little taste, that's what the diffuser does. Literally diffuses, spreads it. We're blasting ourselves in the face with clouds of essential oil in a fog machine. So it, what you, all that to say is don't get down on yourself because you're doing something that those athletes wouldn't tolerate right. because we're doing lasting lung damage. And I know none of those guys would be willing to sacrifice their lungs. Right. Like it was, it was, uh, it was, re it was remarkable. I mean, my, my first leg, I was the fourth runner. My first leg was almost to eight miles and I've, I had never run that far in my life. Wow. And it was like a 500 foot elevation change, but it, which sounds like a nice gradual slope over eight miles, but it was, nope, I went up a whole bunch and then I went down a whole bunch Got and it. the net was 500 feet, you know? So uh, it was like, how long was that stretch? That almost eight miles. I mean, how, um, I mean, how much time did it take? Would you say? Um, oh, for me? Well, pff, I mean, if you're a runner, you'll know how I'm not when I tell you my time, but I was running a 10 minute mile over eight miles. So it's still not bad. That's not was, bad at all. I mean, it was an hour. It was an hour and twenty-two minutes. It was an hour and twenty-two minutes of of running, and I probably okay. had never run longer than thirty minutes in my life. So it was unreal. And then you're in high elevation, thin air. Yeah. Um. I mean, is that four thousand feet? I mean, that's where I started. And uh, so then take us inside the van. The van that. got so disgusting. I was going to oh, yeah. say, all I could think you're of coming off be... a, you're coming off a, a run like that. Yeah. You are drenched. Yeah. You bring three and different changes told of clothes us of things that can happen. I will just leave it at that. You know, it, it there was, there was a, it was a disgusting van. Mm. It was gross. And, and you're trapped in that thing for 30 hours, yeah. you know I mean? And, 
um, great people, great cause. Uh, it, it's one of those things that like just kind of rallying around each other. I mean, some of the guys on our team, I'm not kidding. We're running like up significant, significant climbs, like 800 feet up. And they were running sub six minute miles. Wow. I mean, it's That's incredible. Amazing. That's crazy. And, and like, it was just amazing. And I, you know, I pulled up the rear, <laughs> but hey, hey, I was, I was, uh, I was number two in our team in fundraising. So that, oh, I felt nice. good about that. Yeah, so exactly. people rallied around me and I appreciate it. My goal was to raise $10,000 for clean water and we were able to raise $13,000 for clean water. So I was really excited about that. Um, I, here's what I've determined, guys. I, I've, I, I, it was like halfway through this first one and I was like, I don't like not being ready. Yeah, I'm going to come back and do it again. But what I'm going to do is we're going to do a team relevant and we're going to have some of the team will be staff and some of the team will be some of our celebrity friends. Yeah. And we will do a team relevant next year, hood to coast. I already have it locked in. We'll do it through Team World Vision. We will have a Team World Vision team. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we will raise money for clean water for South Sudan. Um, uh, the reason why we're doing that is uh, Lopez Lamont is the one who originated this. He's the one who got Team World Vision to do hood to coast. He's an Olympian, one of the fastest men in the world if not the fastest. And he's a believer and he's, and he's doing a lot of work with World Vision. He's from South Sudan. World Vision doesn't have a lot of work in South Sudan. They do some things oh, wow. there, but it's so unstable. Yeah. And so he said to them, I want you to do clean water in my home country and then kind of put together this Team World Vision event. And so he's there every year. We had two-time gold medalist Ashton Eaton on our team. Wow. Oh, no kidding. The decathlete, well, the, the, say, the you, best athlete in the world by definition. So, yeah. so, you, so you're he saying, set the world record in the decathlon and he's on our team. So, I mean, it's incredible. You, this is, you, you, you yeah. told me earlier that for the team relevant, it could be staff members or friends yeah. of, of relevant. So I have offered a job to Usain Bolt. Um, Chandler, <laughs> he's going to be associate producer of the pod. I love it. Can I tell you something? This yeah. is something that you, these guys were saying. <laughs> So Ashton Eaton, Ashton Eaton, best athlete in the world. Yeah. It kicked his butt because these guys, Usain Bolts, those guys, yeah. they don't run like this. Yeah. Marathoners don't run like this. Yeah. It's not a sprint. It's not a marathon. So endurance doesn't prepare you for it. And sprinting doesn't prepare you for it. Yeah. It is literally terrain, altitude, endurance. It's short. It's long. It's up. It's down. It kicks everyone's butt yeah it is uh the 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 racers that seem to thrive were the iron man racers sure where he's just yeah, like yeah. that comp- it is it is extreme and very very hard yeah um there was a there was a probably 30 nike sponsored teams oh wow and one of them was going for the world record and they were from tokyo and they came in and they were going for the record and to run it uh you know it's 199 miles to run and beat the record. And, and Nike was, um, if you followed them on Instagram, their story was plotting their, yeah. like following, they had a film crew following these yeah. guys. Yeah. It was this crew from Tokyo. They um they had to beat a four minute, 50 second mile. That is insane. To wow. beat the record. Yeah. Did they do it? And the first half, this is crazy. The first half they were tracking at 444. Okay. Wow. And then so something fast. happened that at a transfer, a guy who was supposed to designate the path wasn't there yet. And the runner went the wrong direction Oh my and had to come back and they lost time. And, uh, they ended up at a five Oh six pace and then, then five, five Oh six for 199 miles. I mean, it was crazy to, this is the drama, 
But I mean, wow. and at the end of it, there was like 10,000, you know, uh, you know, there's like 10,000 participants and they all end up at the beach together and yeah. there's a big food and, you know, there's a big party. And How would you like to be the guy that was like, all right, Bill, your job is pretty simple today. You just got to wait right here and point <laughs> down that road in the fork. Okay. When he comes, point to the left. That's all you got to do. And he's like, sweet, what time do I need to be there? <laughs> and Bill, Bill's like at his house that morning, like making his coffee. He like looks at his watch and then he just stares straight at it. It's like that picture of that rabbit, that meme. You know what I mean? Yeah. That rabbit's wearing the suit and he's sitting at the breakfast table and he's, he's got a newspaper. He's looking straight ahead and he's just like, I was supposed to pick up Daryl today. Yeah. Like, Daryl's at the airport. That was Bill's day. Like, and so that runner gets to the fork. He's like, where's Bill? It's 50-50. I'm going right. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy anyway so next year uh, and and literally i'm i mean this is me this is my enneagram seven i go all in right all or nothing yeah so on the on the uh plane ride i'm renovating my house right now right on the plane ride back from hood to coast i literally moved some renovation money from one room to creating a home gym oh, so cool. i can prepare and i bought i bought some equipment bought that i'm gonna flex. need Got the bow. No, flex. no, it's, it's, dude, it's about <laughs> the treadmills and running, man. Oh, it's man. about running, 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 running. And Shake. so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be going you, all year long. I'm gonna be training all Shake year long. You got a, you got a, you got a treadmill. You want a master? Huh? I got an incline one. You you want, want, all the greatest hits run, of TV. Run outside. Well, the problem is like with my schedule in the mornings, I can't get to the gym as much as I would want to, and then in the evenings it's usually raining. Hey, Cameron, or, or I can't like uh, leave it for an hour and Cohen's home alone. You know, so I need to be able to do it at home. Let me ask this. Tony yeah. Little Gazelle, how many did you buy? Because I feel like you want to buy one, you want to buy a backup gazelle because you don't want the routine to go if you need some gazelle mate. You know what I'm talking about, Tony Little. People should watch the info. No, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. It, it's so Tony Little like is a, is a man who uh, uh, he has like fantastic. He has like a mane of hair, um, and he did some very compelling. Um, infomercials for his product called oh. the Tony Little Gazelle. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, <laughs> I just saw it. I just yeah, saw I it. I showed a picture. Um, so Google Tony Little Gazelle wherever you are listening to this if you don't know. It's zero impact workout. You know, I said you do you shake weights in the morning, mm-hmm. jump on the gazelle for lunch, mm-hmm. bow flex it midday, and then end with a with a hard, hard thigh master session. <laughs> I mean, just squeezing that thing. Just work those thighs. No one will have trained like that. So if you could be, <laughs> you could be extremely unprepared, or you could have a weird edge just because no one's ever tried that. <laughs> I, I listen. I've racked up a significant amount of debt uh, via QVC. So I would, uh, I recommend you don't get the credit card. Don't don't, don't get the credit don't, card. You know, the QVC credit. When they say eight easy in, installments yeah. of, of two ninety nine, those yeah. installments aren't aren't easy. Once around four comes rolling around, okay. Yeah. So just be careful. That's what I'll say. But uh, yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of equipment out there you can invest in. Okay, so I'm um, for real. Like Tyler, I know you run. Uh, yeah, kind of. Can you fundraise? Never in my life. Oh. Purely self. It's purely out of selfish motivation. Not even because I don't like it. So I don't know why I run. I have no. <laughs> but you there's could. No, no, I'm, I'm saying. Can, can you fundraise? Like, like this is the thing. Is like the threshold. There's forty five thousand person waiting list for Hood to Coast to get in. We each need to raise around ten thousand dollars. Oh, well, that's for clean water for thousand dollars. That's uh, it. Sounds like a lot, but it also seems like you know we, we could. That's not like right. If yeah. we do a ten person team, we each raise around ten thousand dollars. It's a hundred thousand dollars for clean water. Can, can, let let me put that in perspective wow. for you, Tyler. 
that is only that that's me financing all this fifth equipment that I just described. You know, that's ten thousand dollars isn't even the principal. That's just that, <laughs> that's, that's, that's just on these credit that's programs. Just the interest. That's yeah. just yeah, that's it's interest. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm in a serious amount of trouble here with yeah. these guys. That's two hundred thousand dollars. Jesse, remember? Well, I, I want to lose my house because of this. Jesse, remember how um, before the race you told me you were joking, but you're like, don't stretch. Yep. Right. Because I'm not really a stretcher. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And. uh and so I did a nor- I did a nominal amount of stretching. I was warmed up. I felt loose, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then you go off on this eight mile mm-hmm. run, which I, my body's never done before. Yeah. By the end of it, my right knee is like th- throbbing. Let me guess. That's the one you lightly stretched. Throbbing. No, no, no. My right knee's throbbing. So what we find out is I pulled my patella tendon, mm. and I pulled my patella tendon because my calves weren't stretched, and then your uh, leg I don't, got I don't know, strained. I don't know what kind of and so. I have learned the hard way. I don't know what kind of quack told you that. that, The doctor, (laughs) actually, and that I should uh, stretch. Uh, So Um, FYI, if you're going to go on big long runs, uh, stretch your calves. Hot tub tub it for a couple nights beforehand. We we literally did. We should should have done the trick. So I don't know. Could have also done the uh, essential oils because I cannot feel a single part of my body. (laughs) I will say this. It's weird that you say Daz, my calves have been tingling for for, (laughs) for, uh, 15 minutes now. Oh, man. Just brain chemistry. I Honestly, guess. just looking at it gives me a headache. So I don't know how you guys are, are so, doing it. Jesse, uh, you said, uh, Dana said the market on the calendar for yeah, next she year. Was like, she, was watch, she was following along your Insta stories the whole time. She's like, man, this looks really fun. You know? Is, I was uh, on, is Dana like a workout person, Jesse? Does she, she does. She, she's, she beat me. She can beat me at any type of physical you know, like the other, the other thing is like, she is more drift. Like I, I, I can, I think of myself pretty competitive. She's way more competitive than me. That she'll beat me out of principle, but she, uh, I, you know, uh, she's encouraging me to give it a shot next year. So I'll be a part, of, I'll be a part of the team. Give it a shot. What do you mean? I mean, like go for it. Like do it. Go, yeah. yeah do do the thing. Yeah, do yeah, the yeah. thing. You know? Yeah. Maybe we could all do it. I mean, I, I, I'm already like in peak physical condition. <laughs> So the fun will be the hard part. The fundraising. I'll tell us the guy that whenever we go to Lollapalooza or we or he comes to Florida or whatever and he stays with me or whatever. Like I hear the door open and yeah. shut at six thirty in the morning because he goes off for a run. He's yeah. one of those guys. Yeah. Mm. Like. I, yeah, but eight, but eight miles. I, I don't think I've ever run eight miles in my life. I, I think I've. I've run like three or four miles. Daz, when we went to Lollapalooza, was getting off and working out. That's true. It's insane. It's true. We, we got a men's health ringer. Yeah. Right here, I have I have four half marathons under my belt. Daz, Daz is a pro guy. I, I, I have Daz, I have yeah. I have walked several half marathons. <laughs> I'll have you know? Oh, you know what? That's actually funny because I said this to somebody like but going into it. Like I was telling one of my teammates at, at when it was over, we were all eating voodoo donuts. Okay, and we're, we're, we're just talking about the carbon race. up, re 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 recarbing, yeah, got, got to replace. And, yeah. uh, and we were talking, and she's. You know, uh, her name's Emily, and she was phenomenal athlete. She's done triathlon stuff yeah. like that. And I, and I was telling her, like, I just wasn't prepared. I was like, man, I, I'm so I sobered me up. I'm gonna be ready next yeah. year. You know. <laughs> and I said, I gotta be honest with you. When I was coming out, like, I said on social media, like, I'm, you know, blah blah. blah I'm not ready. This that whatever. And I got all these people saying, oh, it's fine. I ran a half marathon, and I didn't prepare. I didn't train at all. Yeah. You'll make it. Blah blah. blah. And I told Emily this, and 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 there was a couple other runners there, and these are serious runners, and they they just rolled their eyes. They're like, you did not run a half marathon, right? You walked a half marathon, you finished a half marathon, There's but no you did not though. run There's it. There's no judging. And, you know, and so then they said, it is not running if you are not under a nine minute mile. Other than mm. that, you are walking. 
Yeah, well, and that's true. <laughs> if you are jogging, you're running at an eight and a half minute pace. Yeah. And if you're walking, you're walking at 12, 13, 14 minutes. Um, so runners, just so you know, will look down on you if you finish anything above a nine minute mile. I'm not trying to impress They, they actually say you aren't running. I'm yeah. not trying to impress anyone. And I've, and I have good news. Usain Bolt did accept the associate editor position and he's starting, <laughs> starting soon. <laughs> he's shipped me a couple of pitches, which are concerning. Um, but it's on the team. So welcome aboard. Usain. Okay. Well, my hood to coast thing though, wasn't the only trying experience that we collectively have endured this week. Oh no. On Monday, Tyler, you, you did the Hilton Head Island Challenge That's to, right. as we raise money for feeding children everywhere. You endured a marathon of the one and only Christian soap opera. That's right. Only Please one. tell me what happened. Now listen, I... Uh, I saw the tweets. I saw the updates. <laughs> yes. You were like you were tweeting all day long about this. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Tweeting from the from the pod account. Uh, listen, guys, I uh, I watched a lot of television. Mm-hmm. I and and now as as a critic, you got to record everything you watch. And you know, I'm open to anything. I watch the reality shows. I watch the CW teen dramas. I watch I watch the Prestige on HBO. I watch it all. I've seen over fifty. This is bad. Fifty seasons of television this year so far. Wow. Hilton Head Island is the worst thing I have probably watched in several years. <laughs> it is, but it's so distinctly bad yeah. that by probably like episode 14 or 15 of the 20 I watched, you kind of get seduced by it. And now when I close my That's eyes, bad. yeah, <laughs> when I, when I close my eyes, I see the sandy beaches of Hilton Head Island it, what, what burned. The, what does the Christian soap opera have? Yeah, like, I, I don't there's even no understand sex, the There's plot. no drama. There's yeah. no, yeah, what is it? I so it along, but I really feel like you need to transport us there. Like, yeah. put us into the world of Hilton Head Island. All right, so <laughs> Hilton Head Island, we uh, we enter the world of the, the Trisk family. The Trisk family has a broadcast media empire Based out of Hilton Head, they broadcast course, the their, media. The media capital of the Southeast, Hilton Head Island, it right. makes total sense. <laughs> which well, maybe it's their vacation home. Which they they are quick to tell you, thirty two million viewers every night on this news network. That's that's Super Bowl like numbers, Super Bowl esque numbers on this two thousand seventeen well, specific. Yeah, right. <laughs> we it's weirdly specific. Thirty two million people are tuning in for a newscast broadcast from Hilton Head Island. That's the setup, right? That's the setup. <laughs> And uh, within minutes of the pilot, the uh, patriarch of the Trisk family has a stroke on air. (gasps) And now there is a bunch of familial infighting to uh, who will get the prime anchor spot on this high profile news network. I have a question. What makes it a Christian soap opera? Yeah, are there faith themes throughout? Like, uh, because if I were clean? to make a Christian soap opera, I would make it set in in like like a church scandal or something. Well, because they marketed it yeah, that's, as that's a, a good, Christian good soap opera. Yeah. Well, it's it's clean, but as characters advise they go other to characters, the no, there's no church to be found. Although uh-huh. uh, there is a pastor who has a close relationship to the uh, Trisk family, uh-huh. and he uh, happens to make all of their business decisions. So there are several scenes. In which, like, the mom will be like, "Hey, we're gonna fire this news anchor," and the pastor's like, "Oh, I'll let her know." And then he goes and he just <laughs> he just fires Dude, her. I wish my pastor would do that, that for me. That's, That's amazing. Great. He's like, hey, a yeah, yeah. "Hey, listen, uh, uh, you know, Pastor Rick, I got a little uh, HR situation. I'm wondering if you could come on down and uh, get you some layoffs. It's gonna be pretty tough, but maybe let him know. Let him know. Oh, you know." Yeah. 
that could be the relevant, like, instead of putting you at the pastor, we can say like, time to go talk to the pastor. You know, you know what else I loved about I I loved about, I walked by and, you know, you know, did some live in-game interviews with you dads and it was all in the background. I couldn't hear it, but I could see it. It, it was, they had a very odd use of green screen. It was like oh. scenes that could have easily been shot inside a living room. Or yeah. like a green screen living room. Right. So like why, do you, why didn't you just, so. why didn't you just shoot this in a living room? Like, I understand you might not have the budget for a soundstage. Sure. But I mean, they, 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 they definitely were concerned with green production. screen so, so, a living room. So nothing on this show was shot on location. So a no. there's there's uh, like they do like the beaches and like the boats and the docks like the establishing shots yeah. but it's stock footage they use the same stuff and they were actually like they'll show like the outside of their kind of mansion and I was like oh that's a tourist mansion I've actually been to it it's in Savannah Georgia like they were like prime vacation spots I was like oh I've been there and like, <laughs> but the rest is just stock they, photos they, you know what's you know what's funny yeah. too they showed the castle it was actually just the one from that's Disney totally, yeah. the, the, the stock footage of the establishing shots because again I I would you know kind of look at it out of the corner of my eye throughout the day I mean Bravo shows do that I mean that, yeah you know. but the, oh, no, the but quality this is the same one so, every yeah, episode this qual- it's the same yacht driving by the marina right. every time <laughs> right. they go to the marina they, 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 that yacht is just on a loop on the show but the other thing is the quality is like a thousand times better on the establishing shots than you know the grainy <laughs> digital interiors that are poorly no. lit like the establishing shot was clearly shot by you know a production house and just sold you know what i mean yeah. but right. the interior shots it's like okay it's it's very poorly lit the audio's off and why are they in a green screen coffee shop instead that's of right. just shooting at a coffee shop so wow that's crazy well, i mean right. you know on location it costs a lot of money you gotta take a crew but and everything at a living room like, like this isn't a marvel movie okay we're not yeah. shooting the avengers <laughs> where they're in a green screen warehouse and i gotta i gotta you know put in an uh you know thanos wiping <laughs> out the this is <laughs> This is set it bedside. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Scene, bedside. And it's like, okay, he's clearly in a bed, but that bed is sitting in front of a green wall. Why didn't they just have a bed in like a painted <laughs> so, room? So again, what makes it a Christian soap opera? They they marketed it as a Christian, the world's first Christian soap opera. Yeah. It's yeah. One of those things where it's mostly that there's just nothing explicitly not Christian about it. Right. Yeah, so it's like clean. Kind of like how Switchfoot became Christian. It's like, well, they don't swear. <laughs> They're just Christians in a TV show. Yeah. So, so I mean, like, why didn't they just say the world's first clean soap opera? I mean, if it's if it doesn't have faith themes in it, that's well, really strange. Because to me. when when someone's daughter is kidnapped in Boston due to an illicit online relationship, oh no, oh man, we don't, I we don't know how to handle this situation. Here's how I'll advise you: boom, Bible verse, oh. boom, scripture reference, and so they'll incorporate some of those elements. Ah. So, but they weren't Christian characters, or they weren't church going people, but they would drop Bible knowledge. I I didn't see a church man, but no people talk about. Oh, I I don't I don't need facts. I have faith. And like, oh, oh okay. Yeah, there's, I think that's the okay. Republican Party tagline. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's some vaguely political undertones. Truth too, isn't truth. Is pretty yeah. strange. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's crazy. So now. you endured it all day as people gave money yeah. to uh, feeding children everywhere. So we appreciate your yeah, sacrifice nice, for the nice greater work, good, man. Daz. Thanks, man. That's yeah. uh, so again on a scale of one to ten. On the dazzle, do it. Uh, critical evaluation: ten being incredible cinema, Breaking Bad, you know, whatever, all time cinema. One being worst show ever made. Where does Hilton Head Island fall? It's it's got to be a zero point five. Wow, wow, and, that's low. Yeah. Wow, and the, and the reason it's it's not a zero is because the uh, the amount of effort that the guy put into uh, acting out 
what it's like to have a stroke on camera. <laughs> <laughs> really, really went all in. How was the performance oh, no. of Antonio Sabato Jr.? Yeah. His, <laughs> Antonio Sabato Jr., he, he gets his check. We'll just okay. we'll <laughs> say that. But kind of like the Nicholas Cage team left behind, team. where yeah. he just like showed up for two days, shot yeah. his scenes, and yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Hey, yeah. Tony, I need you to stand beside this bed. On a, he's like, why is it in front of a green screen? <laughs> is, this, is this bed like floating through space? Like, <laughs> and what's happening behind this bed? Is, are we this bed in the jungle? Like, oh, no, no, it's a bedroom. Like, well, why don't we just film it in a bedroom? <laughs> Antonio, here's the check. Just read your lines. Do I, do I need to memorize my lines? No. And this is actually the guarantee they did this. Do I need to memorize my lines? No. We'll actually hold them up behind the camera and you can look a little off center. It's like what Dave Letterman did with Biff. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. They yeah. hired Biff. They cue carded the script. Wow. Yeah, it's wow. unbelievable. That's wow. hilarious. Well, thank you for enduring it. Uh, it's for the it's for a good cause. Yeah. Just like our being smoked out with oranges now yeah. um, <laughs> is for a good cause. Delightful citrus. All right, we're moving the show along. It's time for our, our look back at what happened this week in culture and entertainment. It's time for... In case you missed it. Well, in case you missed it, uh, this week, Insecure actress... And she's not Insecure. It's the HBO show Insecure. <laughs> oh. um, Insecure's... Uh, Insecure actress. <laughs> She's uh, got through a tough time. Yvonne right Orgy uh, explained how faith helps her overcome a desperate time in her career. So uh, Yvonne uh, plays Molly in the hit HBO show, but before getting her big break, she struggled with rejection. She recently told uh, the Jesus and Joloff podcast yeah, she, from Nigeria. It, Nigeria, because she's a Nigerian-American. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she said, I was literally uh, looking depression in the face. I could have let it take me out, but I was just like, God, I've done everything as right as I could. Uh, she also explained that in her early days trying to break into Hollywood, she was completely broke. I said, God, if you want me to volunteer at the church, I need gas money. And there was sometimes where I only had enough money to get to church or to get to the Bible study. I was like, God, somebody is going to have to bless me with money to get back. Each time somebody on Facebook would be like, hey, God, put up my heart to give you $200 in your PayPal. Uh, Yvonne has previously been vocal about her Christian faith and her commitment to abstinence, but for marriage, which is ironic because her character is the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, she told People Magazine, before any of the fame happened, I sat down with myself and with God and thought, when I make it, how do you want me to represent you while I'm here? I was like, okay, I know why I'm here. It's to make you, capital Y, proud. It's it's interesting because of Insecure. Like, I, And this isn't me like being judgmental. I'm just saying it is interesting that, that someone who has kind of made her platform very vocal about purity, you know, she's, she has in her contract, she won't do like nude scenes. Um, which again is ironic given the, yeah, the that, that's what I mean. Like, and, and given the show, the nature of the show itself, again, I'm yeah. not making any sort of moral judgment. I'm although, just saying, although her uh, season one, she was the promiscuous friend. It seems like in later seasons of insecure, her, her character has evolved probably past that yeah and like Issa's character kind of went more that direction but yeah that's really true i do feel like the show has a pretty uh it, it doesn't give a very rosy view for all its depictions of like uh of some things that aren't necessarily they're a little bit taboo within the and the worlds that, that we grew up in it it's definitely not it doesn't give a glowing review to any of those things it shows yeah, a, like a lot of the destructive fallout yeah, of yeah, the destruction the and emptiness and, yeah yeah it's true and, and i think it takes that kind of nuance to you know as like a a, a viewer of these types of things you know it, it you have to have sort of a nuanced approach when you're you know looking at pieces of culture like this like you have to give it a fair shot and look at the arc of over a season because there are there are plenty of shows where early on even like a show 
you know, we were kind of mentioning off mic, we we're chatting about shows like Ozark and Breaking Bad, where they seem to almost glamorize at first these, you know, kind of criminal um, enterprises. And mm. but a lot of the shows ultimately show the slippery slope of morality. Like you, if you let these things enter your life, it'll destroy everyone around you and and everything in your life. But yeah, if you don't, Breaking Bad really pulled the the uh, master like a master class in that by making it look in the early seasons, really appealing to be yeah. somebody like Walter White or breaking yeah. or uh, Don Draper and how cool they were. And, you know, they were like kind of rebels and you felt kind of, if you were a Christian, maybe you felt kind of bad for watching it. But then as the seasons progressed, you see the decisions that these guys make ruin, literally ruin their lives in, in a way that that was extremely uh, uh, biblical, I would say, and uh, really, really compelling. Yeah. And I think insecure falls into that category, not as in, in quite as dramatic fashion, you know, the, the, the girls aren't like, yeah, over, they're not literally like, having their family drug murdered. empire, yeah. but it's, it's much more relatable for that. Yeah. But I think it takes that kind of nuanced fairness to give it, you know, to really let the, the arc play out before you cast kind of judgment on it. Uh-huh. Uh, in case you missed it, you guys know I'm a big Apple music fan. Yeah. Um, yes. and, uh, this week beats one, uh, premiered Lauren Daigle's new single, Look Up Child, on Zane Lowe's show as his world record on that, Monday. Th- this, I couldn't... What, what Zane Lowe Zane Lowe is probably one of the most influential music, music curators around. He might he be is, the number yeah, one. Yeah, he is the guy who's kind of... The, he leads Apple Music. Apple Music is highly influential. Um, and, and every day, he'll pick a world record, which, you know, he will debut a major new artist or a major new single from yeah. an artist. I mean, this is the A-level of the A-level. He debuted Lauren Daigle's new single, Look Up Child. It's the title track off her brand new album. Here is a clip of Look Up Child. I- first heard a clip of Lauren Daigle's new album I honestly I, I it was like on in the background somewhere where I was and I thought I was like is this Amy Winehouse it I mean she oh, has like this really soulful, so distinct yeah I mean it really she's really kind of channeling a new type of vibe this record you know I mean ever since she performed live in our studio it's really been on she's been on I, the upper I think, trajectory I think Zane Lowe saw that <laughs> yeah. and he said we got a world record on and it's like he's been in that yeah. studio I'm gonna get her in yeah, my I'll studio. get her in mine after obviously yeah. Yeah. you know so what you're saying is he he's looking to relevant podcasts. I, you know, a lot of people say he's the gatekeeper. I say we're the gatekeeper's gatekeeper. Uh, I don't want to. Who gatekeeps the gatekeeper? Like he's, he doesn't just uh, yeah. keep from the masses. There's no. got to be a buzz. Yeah, you, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. So he knows he's he's watching. But but I, I mean I can't remember because I was looking through some other like you know, relatively recent world. Cause the other thing is like the world record artists, they put on like Zane Lowe's top 50 songs playlist that, that is looked at as like, this is like the play- Cameron. You're, you're, yeah. I know you're a big fan. Um, but I can't remember a lot of like artists who are, you know, Lauren Daigle. I mean, we saw her open for Hillsong, right? Yeah. I mean, who are openly Christian, not just artists no, who she's are a worship artist. Th- that's what I'm I mean, saying. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't think of any that Zane Lowe has given that platform. Oh, like a to. worship artist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, I mean, obviously, NF had a number one album. Lecrae's had number one albums. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to think. Those through. are like crossover dudes. Like, yeah, you know, like it's a little different when it's a yeah. Worship artist. I mean, this yeah. is like a worst artist. Now, her new album is a little bit more 
broadly. It's yeah. not necessarily vertically lyriced, and you know. But, uh, but still, well, I think a lot of it is. I think I think though that sonically, just how it sounds. I talked to her a couple of weeks ago. It doesn't sound like a worship album. Right. Yeah, and it, and it was and I, and it was something I was like, oh, I would hear this. Like, and I mean this in like definitely positive. I would hear this in a Starbucks. I would hear this in a restaurant. I like. I would just hear this out in the world, and it doesn't feel like contextually specific. Right. And I mean, I, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Like, Good for her. good for her, and she's a good person. I mean, it is yeah. called "Look Up, I, Child," so that's yeah, literally vertically yeah. minded. Yeah, <laughs> I let's, feel a little tardy up. to the party on this one because I, I hadn't heard about her until the "You Say" video came out. I think through Relevant, where we posted it on there, and uh, and she's fantastic. If I had if I hadn't heard about it on Relevant, and if I hadn't been paying attention to lyrics, it wouldn't have occurred to me this is a Christian artist. And you know how you kind of can tell sometimes. Yeah. You're oh, out, like, yeah. Look at the radio, and you're like, yeah. I don't know what's going on here, but this is a Christian thing. She she uh, she skirted that and. Well, it's like, is this, is this soft great. country or is this, is this Christian? Well, here's the, I want to make one correction to what Chandler said. He said, you know, Look Up Child's clearly a Christian song. It's like actually, literally. A, no, well, I, I, I hate to correct, <laughs> but it's about a kid who wasn't watching where he's going. Well, bumped right into her. <laughs> Right and she her. decided to do this battle. Look up, child. <laughs> you, gotta, you bumped right into me. Yeah. Stop looking at it's, your phone. Look at their phones. It's, yeah, a, exactly. it's a message to the youth. It's, it's, it's a message to today's youth. But see, that's interesting that you interpret it that way. It's an inspirational thing. Like, hey, seriously, you bumped right into me. I took it, I took it as, like somebody said, I can't oh, find the God. definition of immature. And she said, well, look up, child. Look up. Child, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So the uh, child's in quotes. Yeah. yeah, it's it's. So yeah. I yeah. thought it was about your picture will be right there, pal. Is what? Yeah, it's, it was a burn. It was a sick burn. It's a sick burn. <laughs> Look up child in the dictionary, Zane, and your picture is going to be there. I think what Zane recognized yeah. is this is a layered song that it applies to a lot of scenarios. Whether it's <laughs> it's a it's a you know spiritual person looking up to God in their right. moment of despair, right. or it's just a kid goofing around on his phone playing Fortnite, and he bump, you know <laughs> bumped into it, you know. Like I said, if you're throwing uh, out the burn to that immature, burn. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the magic of her lyrics, though. I think it's it could really be layered. I, I think <laughs> she casts a wide it's net. A, it's, a, it's a Rubik's cube, and you can turn it in all directions, it's and it a makes a new array of colors. It's uh, that's what you know. That's that's what separates the the girls from the women. Yeah. The songwriting. Hey, hey, you, uh, Des, you said you already talked to her, right? So yeah. Because I don't think we'll be talking to her after our. Okay, yeah, so it's still happening. Okay, I just want to make sure. Okay. I, uh, in case you missed it, Ariana Grande this week uh, spoke out about the importance of mental health. Yeah. In an emotional interview with Beats One Radio, uh, the the right. pop star discussed her song "Get Well Soon," which is a track about mental health and dedicated to the victims and survivors of the Manchester bombing at her concert last year. She tearfully explained why mental health shouldn't be ignored. Here is a clip. Mental health is so important. Um, people don't pay enough mind to it because we have things to do. We have schedules, we have jobs, we have, you know, kids and places to be and pressure to fit in and, f- and Instagram stories, whatever f- you're trying to put on facade, trying to keep up. People don't pay attention to, like, what's happening inside. You know, I'm so sorry. I'm falling apart. Yeah, that's why I felt like it was important. I just wanted to give people a hug musically. And um, I feel like the lyrics can be kind of corny when I talk about, like, wanting to hug you and stuff. But, like, I really do. Because it's just like, mm. I don't know. People got to be nicer. That's pretty incredible. You, you know what I respect about it? I think there's so many, like, empowerment anthems in in pop music like you get yeah. like a roar from Katy perry and but it, there just doesn't there's like no bottom to it it doesn't feel like there's anything behind it or underneath and like it. swish swish 
Right. Yeah. You know, those are power anthems. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 look up, child, about that kid. He's, <laughs> do you think he's going to hear that song and be like, I should watch where I'm going? He's like, he's like don't, don't tell me. me. I'm in the middle, this of, this fort, middle of Fortnite here. Middle of Fortnite. There was a cube that showed up. You guys hear about the cube? Showed up in the middle of Fortnite. Oh, I did hear about the cube. You yeah. got to follow it around. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. <laughs> but, um, but Look up, child. <laughs> cube will figure it out. Anyway. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dad. But I, I think. I think what what is cool about this situation is like her 2017 was so like, incredibly challenging and like unspeakably so oh, in, in terms uh, yeah. of that concert and the fallout and everything that happened as a result of that. I think it's so cool that an, an artist and a figure of her stature, especially among super young people. You're not talking about that she's short. Is, got you. Uh, is that she'll just be like, you know, this is this is still really hard. This is still really hard yeah. for me. You don't have gonna, to. You don't have to have it all together. Like I feel like right. that's like, you, you, I, I, you see so many artists and influential people like they're automatically feel like I have to be poised after dealing with tragedy, yeah. or I have to like move on and be like, okay, see, it's capable of moving on. You don't have a lot of artists that have that platform and be like, it's okay to not be okay. Like you're allowed to be upset and you're allowed to deal with stuff. And I feel like that. You know, that's a hard, I mean, just listening to that minute long clip, that's a hard thing to listen to. It's a hard thing to hear anyone much, you know, it doesn't matter their celebrity status crying, you know? But I think it's, I think that, that uh, whole concept of like, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like be okay. Like, you know, she mentioned like the Instagram story thing. You don't always have to be like Instagram ready. You don't always have to have like, I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? Like it's okay to be vulnerable and be upset instead of just acting like everything's fine. And I think good for her, man. Yeah. And you can still, anything else would have felt fake, I think, because what she endured with what happened in Manchester, there's no playbook for that. You know, there's no, uh, in the platitudes that could have easily come out of that, that she was, I would have to imagine counseled to say just wouldn't feel right. So, uh, so at some point throwing up your hands and saying, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to respond to this was the only honest human emotion that, that we could expect from her. And I'm glad that she recognized that and, and didn't try to be anything more than that. It's, it was, it's been powerful to watch her ascend. You know, you know, I would say to her, look up child. I, you yeah, know, no, while yeah, we like, were talking, well, I actually, usually I asked made you it. because otherwise she's like staring right at your stomach. She's I, very, <laughs> she's very, small. She's very I, small. I, I, something oh, occurred to me, something occurred to me. <laughs> and I think we need to, I think I need to air it out um, about Look Up Child. Yeah. Lauren Daigle was here. Uh, when was she formed in the studio? A few months back. Oh, no. It was like a year and a half. Okay. Ago. A year and a half. Perfect. That underscores my point. Right around the time. You know, it takes a long time to get an album written and ready. You yeah. Know? This, yeah. Definitely writing this song at that time. At that time, right she be- was right she before conceptualizing this, this record. Definitely. Visited the studio. Who could she have possibly <laughs> run into? That may have been glued to their phone playing a game called Pokemon <laughs> Go. That was me strolling around was, the office. I was playing the entire time she was, she was she, here. She was, yeah. Chandler's out there looking for Pikachu. He's wandering around outside. He's wandering around outside. <laughs> we're, we're trying Walked to right in into, right her into her tour bus. <laughs> right into it. Right. Looking for a Chimander. <laughs> There's a Chimander over that bus. It was definitely over there. I could, I could Lord Nagel's in her on tour on bus. Yeah. She sees 
I'll be honest, he dresses like a child. <laughs> Snooping around her bus, looking for a chimander. She's in the window waving. Get out of here, creep. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Eventually, Chandler, Chandler, you know, there's a, his gym is under attack and he runs away. <laughs> and Lauren Daigle realizes. I have the record. <laughs> Look up, child. <laughs> Incredible, we put those pieces together, Chandler. Yeah, I think you should get royalties on that. I think you're right, man. Yeah. I'd say greater than 0% chance. <laughs> <laughs> it's plausible. Can we disagree? The timeline matches up to plausibility. And Chandler knows his Pokemon, it's not like he does it less, but a year and a half ago, he was in the throes of this Absolutely. thing. That was probably peak Pokemon Go. <laughs> and he was here. You were here when she was here. I was, yeah. I recorded there, this it. This is an incredibly plausible scenario. that he. I don't know. I don't know. We don't, we'll never know whether or not the lyrics were originally look up Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> and right the label was like the label was like her producer was like man this is close it's, this is close I feel like specific. it's a little specific it's a little specific <laughs> how great would it be <laughs> look up Chandler you know that like that Amy Winehouse that smoky Amy Winehouse ballad look up Chandler <laughs> Oh and it's like, man, this is close. So we need one syllable difference. I think, oh we gotta, I, think we, I think this could be a world record if we change one syllable. She's like, all right, child, because he is a child. Wait, wait for the B-sides. Wait for the outtakes. It'll be a uh, VH1 storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She'll tell the context. Behind the music. Yeah. Yeah. Behind the music. <laughs> hey, um, speaking of Chandler, you had a big week this week yeah, on Twitter, man. was a big one, man. Uh, please, please inform the public of what happened. I, I don't know where it came from it, because... You know, a month and a half ago, we talked about the Chili's thing. Yeah, it was it was, it was a while ago. It was yeah. one of my favorite episodes it was, in recent memory. Yeah, like it was the episode where we uh, the the Chick Fil A black card came up mm-hmm. that's owned by Mr. Corey Asbury. Yeah, and then Chandler's love for Chili's came up, and we started. Well, I I had said that I would you know if if I could choose a black card to a place, it would be Chili's. Right. Yeah, that's right. And we man, imagine that a black card for Chick Fil A, unlimited Chick Fil A. Yeah. Uh, and and Mr. Corey Asbury yeah. has one of those. And, and we talked about like if Chandler, you know, could reach out to Mr. Roger Chili. <laughs> right, that's right. It was one of my favorite. <laughs> I forgot episodes. about that. Part. Mr. Yeah, yeah, Roger yeah. Chili, the founder that's of Chili. Right, that's right. Of course, uh, of course. Right. right. Uh, okay, anyway, yeah. he's going to do his new podcast from there. Yeah, yeah chilling at Chili's yeah, with Chandler. Chili yeah. <laughs> chat. Chili chat. Chili yeah. chat. <laughs> it should be called. I think we should retire it. Child's Chili. Chat. <laughs> Child chili chat. <laughs> okay, Love anyway. It. So then randomly, so obviously people on Twitter talked a lot about that. Yeah. Ch- Chandler has over the years. Well, a couple of years ago, I had said, I went to a Chili's and I was just thinking about how I love Chili's. I tweeted, <laughs> I love Chili's. They responded to me. This said, is we years love ago. You this is two years ago, three okay. years ago. This is like, he had just had a really great um, <laughs> studio session with Lauren Daigle. Yeah. He captured a Chimander <laughs> under her tour bus. Yeah. It, was it was a great day. day. It was it's a great day. Off, it's on, on, so I gotta go to Chili's tonight. <laughs> celebrate. Yeah, so I had retweeted this tweet to prove that they loved me back. Yeah. You know, after this episode. And out of, out of nowhere, yesterday, yeah. they hit me up in response to this tweet and they said, you know, DM us your address so that we can send you your black card. Okay, here's the thing though. They would have had to listen because you're the mention of the black card. That's what I'm saying. 
So we, I, we didn't say anything about Black Roger Chili downloaded Roger, that episode. Roger Chili. <laughs> hey, people talking about Chili's. They're, they got a savvy social media. They got really a savvy so. social media team. I will say this about the social media team. They, they really take the, the, the long con. Right. You know, I mean, it right. take, takes years for these jokes to unfold for <laughs> right. them. So they, they liked it. They, they listened to the pod, you know. And how would they even know what episode to listen to? The, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that's, that's, it wasn't that's titled that way. That's why, well, I think it's in the description. I think we talked yeah, about it. Yeah, but like that. They probably Googled relevant podcast Chili's or something. I think it's in. I think we did it put it. I, I think I wrote that description. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's right there. You know. All right. Um, That's what's so confusing is as as the timing. You know what I mean? It was just out of the blue. Conceivably, they uh, the only way that they would have had the black. So card no, reference. that means y'all pay attention to this. The official Chili's account contacted Chandler and said, "Please DM us your information because we want to know the, your address to send you your Chili's black, black card. card." Right. And because Chili the original said that to you. because the original joke was right. we were talking about. Corey Asbury's Chick-fil-A black card, which he took in lieu of a payment, which we said foolishly. He, in a text to us, yeah. he has disputed our financial calculations that he made the wrong move. He right. stands by it. But anyway, he played at a Chick-fil-A event. Instead of payment, he requested that they give him a black card. Chandler brought up, I would take the, a Chili's black card. And that's when we went down the, the, you know, this long run of yeah. Chili's jokes. The only way that they could put the pieces together. If they heard that part that I, we were talking about a dude, black card. I'm like pretty excited, like legitimately excited to yeah. see what the black card looks, looks like. Like, like a too. Chili's black card. I mean, what if it's just literally a black gift card though? That's what I was thinking it might be. No, I, I bet I bet he takes it out and it looks it's like carbon fiber. I hope so. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like the American psychos <laughs> where they're like dropping business he, he cards. Like, he like lays it on the table and like a little hologram of a chili just like slowly rotates in front of him. And, and you know... You 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 slide it. You know it has a special like VIP door that you slide it in, and when you slide it in, like the confirmation instead of going, boop, 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 it goes. I got my baby back. We got a black card holder. He swiped it. Swiped it. I wonder right if it's like a, I, it oh, might be man. like a just a front of the line card. You know, like because there's always Maybe. every time I've ever been to a Chili's, there's like 15 people in the lobby. Dude, waiting. hey, they do serious. Chili's does serious. Forget about going there on a Friday night. Yeah, just forget about I, it. If that black card wasn't even like for a free bill, but like just cut the line. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's, worth, that, that's worth that, it. Because, dude, imagine, I don't, we don't know. because I don't even know if they had a black card up until I, then. I think it, they might have made one. It, it, but, I mean, well, Jerry Seinfeld talks about this, yeah. you know, because everybody yeah. talks yeah. about the American Express black card. And he talked about this clearly on uh, Comedians uh, and the Cards Getting Coffee. Yeah. That uh, he was like shooting a commercial. And one of the one of the crew said to him, like, "Hey, can I? You have an Amex Black card?" Yeah. And and he said, "No, what's that?" And he goes, "What are you talking about? It's an exclusive card. Everybody knows about." It. I assumed because of your involvement with Amex, you would have had one. And Jerry calls the president of Amex <laughs> and says, "Hey, I want a black card." And he goes, "Those don't exist. It's mythology." Yeah. But you know what? We'll go ahead and make them. And so he made a black card and or they started doing black card because of this crew member asking Seinfeld and Seinfeld asking the president of Amex, Jerry has number one. Yeah. And now they exist. So here's my theory though, because we talked about explicitly. Yeah. That because specifically. Yeah. Because I, I've confirmed this by the way, because Corey, we had a lot of theories about what the Chick-fil-A black card entails. Yeah. Um, Corey Asbury said it's free Chick-fil-A for life at any Chick-fil-A. I went, I, I was doing some research this past week after your Chili's thing came up yeah. because I was just looking at black cards and there's a Reddit thread and it was like, I w I'm a manager at Chick-fil-A, ask me anything. It was like an AMA, you know, mm -hmm. for, for mm -hmm. someone who worked at yeah. Chick-fil-A. And it was a lot of random questions about recipes and things like that. One of the questions was a rumor of a black card and the manager's like, I know they exist. 
and it entitles the person holding it to get free meal at any Chick-fil-A unlimited. He's like, I've never seen one, wow. but if you, when you're in wow. Chick-fil-A management, you hear about it. But, so, who, but who there else are, has those? But there are, okay, I've seen them online where like a radio station DJ got one yeah. and it said specifically, it was a Chick-fil-A black card and it said, for Dallas, uh, so for, for a yeah. year. Yeah. Well, well, and, the, it was, the, the, and this, it's like the franchise yeah. owners or something. But, but either way, like if let's say like they don't haven't existed for Chili's up until they Chili's wanted in on this, and they're getting. Right. We're talking about I Chili's. Mean, they're hey, winning, dude. Yeah, That's hey, all I'm saying. I'm putting like, Chili's back in the description of this, yeah. so that they download <laughs> Chili's. You're getting your money's worth. <laughs> so give this man what the black card should be, hey. which is unlimited Chili's. Yeah. And like we've given you, we've whatever Chili Chandler's lifetime Chili's <laughs> consumption is. <laughs> We've given you enough airtime that he paid for it. Yeah. So give this man the black card like we theorize in the show, yeah. which they might do. Well, if you're handing him out, there's other people in will, here too. I will, yeah, yeah. I would definitely let you guys know. This, this is the first time that I'm going to really get a perk from, from doing this. So <laughs> if I could leverage it into anything. A it'd perk be, other than, you know, pay. pay yeah, <laughs> but as you guys but, get like free stuff from the, spon- you know, the sponsors and all that yeah. stuff. That's if true. I could just leverage this into one thing, it'd be the Chili's Black That's card. true. That is true. In that fairness, like we've gotten a lot of meal kits and <laughs> shirts and razors and mattresses. Yeah, yeah, mattresses. Yeah. 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 I, I, I get I get ten books a week. Like I have a library. My Chandler, yeah, the cool socks. Chandler's finally getting his his due. Oh, what's man, what's long been due to you, real friend? Good too. Yeah. All right. Well, lastly, uh, in case you missed it, uh, it's a sign of the apocalypse, folks. Starbucks is bringing bringing back pumpkin spice lattes early this year. Uh, the coffee chain is bringing the much maligned flavor back this week. It's the first time they've ever done August. Are you, this is insane. This is insanity. <laughs> Pumpkin spice latte <laughs> no, yeah, in the dude. month of August. When it's, is it nor- usually coming in? Or like it's a October? fall thing, October. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, should be crisp outside, not, not August. Yeah. Huck, do you have any thoughts on this? I, you, you look very incredulous right now. Not really. I, I, I'm surprised that I want to hear your thoughts on it because you seem like really. What is the uh, point? I, you, it makes, you made it sound like they're talking about like blood coming from the sky and babies having babies. It, it's okay. One, look up, child. What, yeah. <laughs> Wake up, look up, child. Okay, <laughs> child, one, child. pumpkin spice isn't a thing. Okay, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a syrup. That's, I agree with you there. I, I have I have no affinity for pumpkin spice. Tyler, have you ever had have you ever had pumpkin? Okay, have you ever eaten a piece of actual pumpkin? Well, no. I don't think anybody has. It's I've disgusting. Had, like, pumpkin pie. That's the closest I've come to. There's nothing. There's pumpkin's not in anything. Pumpkin pie isn't even literally pumpkin. Yeah. Like it's in a can. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's Which just it? it's an artificial flavor. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's an idea. Pumpkin it's, is it's a, very not. It is a food. No. You. Pumpkin curry, go to a Thai restaurant or pumpkin curry. It's best and curry how does have. it taste? <laughs> it tastes delicious. It, it sounds disgusting. Pumpkin curry, <laughs> you name two gross things and you put them together, it just makes them grosser. Pumpkin spice isn't real. <laughs> it, 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 once we start throwing out God's natural boundaries for seasons, <laughs> where's the line? Starbucks is playing God right now, yeah. okay? We have, he's given us a lunar cycle and, and time trips around the sun yeah. and we know when seasons start. Yeah. Does anyone not see this in madness? They're playing God. This is them thumbing their nose at the natural order of things, which is after the September, summer equinox. Yeah, we September have, 22nd. They can, they can put it on the menu. Who do they think they are? This is idolatry. This is, this is, God doesn't know best. I know best. It's yeah. pumpkin season. I'll tell no, you when it's, it's fall. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is insanity. Yeah. This is a threat. I don't, I don't see why, like, some of these Christian organizations aren't all up in arms about this. They get up in arms about everything. 
This is this is Starbucks. So so you're saying that Christians have taken on the war on Christmas. They should take on the war on fall. Don't they see what's happening here? Yeah, it's a slippery slope. Like, doesn't Eric and Taxes have a direct line to the White House? He could solve this with a phone call. Listen, we have several. (laughs) I could probably contact. You know what? I mean, seriously, like imagine if Trump tweeted about this, like incredulous about it. Like people would legitimately back down tomorrow. You totally change it. You know what, man? Honestly, like we are like one degree separated from, from putting this in his ear. Like a lot of people, a lot of like the, his like people, like evangelical leaders that he's like called upon, like we could probably contact. I have to, I want to know which one's on the fringe with him and be like, okay, it's gone too far. I can go down in a blazing glory. And they plant this in his head. <laughs> like I have a couple I'm thinking of, I don't want to say their name out loud, yeah. but I'm yeah. legit. <laughs> I mean, there are people that that oh, probably man. could reach him. That would be hilarious. You know? And oh, I can yeah. think of a couple right now that yeah. I could name. I probably shouldn't, but we can do this. We, we can change. We, if we wanted to affect change, and I, there's a lot of causes, you know. Okay. And we talk about this a lot: cause exhaustion. Like, how can we? How can we take on every possible thing going on in the world? We can't do it all. But this one is is kind of achievable. I you like that what? it's a medium sized bar to clear. Okay, here's here's the thing. I know there is, <laughs> I guess I should say the organization because they, they're the ones, they do the Christmas naughty list. Okay. <laughs> they pu- Okay. There's a group called the American Family Association. Every December, ah, yeah. they publish the naughty list. No, they and, don't. And you would what? think, oh, the naughty list. Is this companies that employ uh, child labor? Is this companies who- <laughs> Yeah, the things uh, that are actually Yeah, bad. yeah. Right. Who, who have terrible environmental records right. and, and are, are destroying God's creation with, yeah. you know, yeah. ignoring environmental restrictions by working overseas. No, <laughs> this is companies who refuse to directly say Merry Christmas oh, cool. and their signage oh, and catalogs. And gosh. so they have what they call the naughty list and they document all like the department stores. And, and it, this is true, man. You can go look it up and they update it every year. And it's for people who refuse to use the word Christmas or use a variation of it. So some some of their signage will say happy holidays. Like so they will grade them. I honestly want to send like uh, like set up like a burner email account and email the American Family Association and be like, do you guys hear what's happening at the season thing for Starbucks? <laughs> season it's playing God over here. They're saying God over slap here. in the face. <laughs> this is a slap in the face to p- people that believe on day four of creation, <laughs> 850 years ago. <laughs> that God ordained that God ordained this time of year to be fall who do they think they are they, we need to get this rolling I, I'm legit going to draft that email <laughs> and just see, I'm just curious what the response is going to be I'm just curious oh, man. I'm going to do it I'm oh, going to give it. them more issues alright well that'll do it for in case you miss it stay tuned up next Miles McPherson hey, yeah, joins us to subject line the fall of modern society the fall the fall the fall fall of man it's gonna be called the fall of man dot 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 again the second fall no it's gonna be called here's what it's gonna be called the second fall of adam because this is them building a second fall and you know this is two falls they're rewriting they're rewriting theology here the second fall of adam subject line alert (laughs) call president trump now, <laughs> all right, we're gonna say Merry Christmas again. I guarantee it. That's it. <laughs> In case you missed it, <laughs> stay tuned. I'm next. Miles McPherson joins us. He campaigned on that.
listening to Bleaker. The song is James Dean. At the beginning of the podcast, you're Lewis the Child and Max with the song Dear Sense. Miles McPherson is the pastor of San Diego's Rock Church, which draws more than 12,000 people every week. He's a former defensive back for the San Diego Chargers and has contributed to the popular Football Sunday church outreach, which uh, brings the stories of players, including Carson Wentz, Matt Forte, uh, Brandon Marshall, and others to churches around the country. In his new book, The Third Option, Miles tackles racial division and looks at how the church can be a more effective voice for racial reconciliation in America. Here is our conversation with Miles McPherson. Something that obviously you are, are speaking a lot about and writing a lot about and teaching a lot about is this idea of racial division and uh racial division within the country, but also in the church. And I think I think there are some people who would say that on its face, racial division is not a church issue. And so I'm wondering how you would respond to that. Yeah, I think the book is not about racial division as much as racial unity. How can we come together uh, and the racial uh, division in the culture um uh, permeates every part of culture and 97% of churches are segregated. So if you go to a church on Sunday, it's going to be 80% plus of one uh, ethnicity. It's going to look very similar monolithic. So uh, people who say that probably, I don't know who those people are, but anybody who goes to any church, most churches, 97%, you're going to see pretty much everybody looks the same. Um, and, you know, there's some reasons for that that are, you know, natural and understandable, but then there's some reasons that are not. So uh, this book is about how can we honor one another? Um, racism and the cloud of racism, the fear, the hurt, the anger has um, stirred up division um, and the inability for us to honor each other has made the image of God. And so this book is about giving people tools on how they can understand how they can be racially offensive or insensitive and how they can be more honoring. Um, and so um, how I would respond to people who say that is I would just tell them to go to church and look around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how, I don't, I don't know who those people are and what they're basing that on. So, yeah, I, um, I'm, I feel like, there's obviously a, a reason, an important reason this book is coming out right now. Uh, I feel like this is something people are engaging with a lot and thinking about a lot on one side or another. How, how have you seen uh, the interactions with racial unity change uh, specifically over the last few years for someone in your position? I think the division in the culture has gotten so... Um, people have become so vocal um, that I've seen more whites be very uh, intentional about talking about diversity. Um, I think that's a, that's probably the biggest difference I've seen, which is very encouraging. Um, uh, I spent you know all my life uh, having discussions with people, and a lot of times you get pushback because people don't want to be called a racist. But I think the the big aha for me in writing this book, and I think for you people listening right now, uh, this is the million dollar nugget if this book says anything to anybody, is that you can be racially offensive 
and not be a racist. Um, there are things we say we don't know that are insensitive, or you say things that are really just pretty benign, but people take it wrong. And uh, um, I think we all just need to do a little better, myself included, 100% of us, at, at honoring people, their pain, the things about them we don't know, their, their burdens that people carry, we just don't even know. And we need to stop just thinking about me and I need to start thinking about you. And so every single person, whether you're black, white, Hispanic, we, we have blind spots about how we are dishonoring to people or how we can be more honoring. And this book is not to call people racist, but teaches how to be more honoring. And that's the focus of the book. That's, that's a cool, that's a cool distinction between, you know, like accusing people and maybe pointing out blind spots that people have. How, how can people, uh, sort of check themselves in this area and, and evaluate their own thoughts and behaviors for, for ways that they might be being insensitive without knowing it? Yeah, I think the person uh, listening or considering the book needs to ask themselves, do I want to learn? <laughs> you know, do I yeah. want to learn about blind spots? Do I want to learn about being honoring or do I not care? Um, you have to start there. And if you say, you know, I want to learn how to be more honoring. Um, if you're if you're if you're listening to this now saying, well, I'm not a racist and I don't need it. You're you're, you're being a little more too defensive than necessary. I've learned uh, so much in this process about myself uh, that I never knew. And it was so liberating to not only to learn it, but to write it in a way where people would feel not attacked, but informed and equipped. Um, I, I see this book as a, as a tool for people to give people resources and ideas on how they can be more honoring and how they can learn about themselves, be more loving, be more accepting. Um, and so I think the first thing people need to ask themselves is, do I want to learn? Do I want to be more honoring? Do I want to be a better salesperson? If you're a salesperson, you know, it's going to help you relate to people better. No matter what you do, it's going to help you relate to people better, have better relationships with co-employees, yeah. people on your team. It's just going to empower people to have better relationships. And so I think the first thing that people need to ask, do I want that? And then read the book with an open heart. And it'll inform you. It's not going to beat you on the head. It's going to hug, give you a big hug and say, hey, think about it this way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for, for example, you know, people say they don't see color. I know people will say that and in their heart. They're saying, I don't want to discriminate. Well, that's very different than saying, I don't see that you're Asian or that you're black or white. I remember the first time someone told me I didn't, they didn't see my color. I was I thought they didn't meant, I thought they meant they didn't see red, blue or yellow. And they said, no, I don't see, I don't see your, I don't see your color. And I said, well, well, does that mean I'm white like you? And why would you say that to me if you didn't see it? So, you know, of course we see it. We got, God's given us eyes and he's made us all beautiful and creative, no matter what color you are. And by the way, white is a color as well. So we're all colored something. Yeah. And, and not only we color something, God created us so creatively that that color can change when we get a tan. And so, you know, instead of saying, I don't see color, we should say, no, I see exactly what you are and I appreciate it and I want to learn about it. And that's so much more empowering and liberating than, than lying to yourself, <laughs> basically. Right. You know, because the only time you say you don't see color is when you see it <laughs> and you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so. And so it's 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 going to empower people, encourage people, liberate people, 
um, give them the tools to live a more um, uh, free life and, and, and have better relationships with people. That was Miles McPherson. Make sure to check out his new book, The Third Option. It's out now. listening to Hippocampus. song is Bambi. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, so last week on the podcast, um, how, do we, how do we get Oh, to I was this talking question? about Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. Jesse was, was broadcasting that. live from his vaca- family vacation, his annual vacation to the Jersey Shore. Uh, it got us thinking, we, for the question of the week, we wanted to know your funniest or weirdest vacation stories. Um, everybody's had odd experiences yeah. or seen odd things while on vacation. We wanted to know yours. You hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and you also post it on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Here's a few of our favorites. <laughs> I really uh, I really like this one from, from Travis. Uh, Travis says, my best friend and I were traveling through Albania in 15 minutes. Wow. Yeah, I know. Exotic. Uh, and uh, 15 minutes into our road trip, we saw a man walking a bear on a leash. <laughs> Wow. Wow. That's, that's impre- okay. I, wow. Uh, what, what, how did it, how did the bear it? get Is that there? All we got? That's it. That's all the detail we have. I if you see a man walking a bear, you don't ask questions. You just, you keep, just going. keep going. I yeah. feel like yeah. you've made like, uh, uh, you, otherwise you become like a, a novelty headline on the internet. A subplot. The, yeah, 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 yeah. U.S. tourists mauled by bear on leash while touring Albania. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah. It's better. Whatever the story is, it's not as good as still having your face not off by bear. Um, (laughs) They go right for it. They go right for the face. face. Um, Naughty list. (laughs) Naughty list. All bears. On the naughty list. All bears. Bears, naughty list. No more face mullings. I'm going to email American Family Association about this. This is, uh, I'm just at the same, kind of in the same vein as yours, Daz. Uh, Rebecca says, I was in middle school on a youth group beach vacation to Garden City. At night, our leaders would take us to get ice cream in the little downtown area. One night, we saw a group of people gathered around a baby stroller and went to check things out. A woman was gently petting a full-grown beaver who was strapped nice. into the stroller. As she pulled the beaver out to hold it, we watched it defecate all over her. This seemed to be a normal occurrence since the woman was completely unfazed. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen on vacation. Okay, so a beaver and a stroller. I feel like Animal Pet 101. Yeah. And we talked about chicken diapers a yeah. few weeks ago. And yeah. anyone who's ever seen anyone who owns a chimpanzee or large monkey yeah, exactly. knows diapers you got to have. Yeah. You know, I've never seen a non-diaper pet ape. How do you diaper a beaver, though? They got the big tail. They got a big tail. Yeah. It is. I mean, it, that's not my problem. <laughs> I, don't have a, I don't have a beaver defecating on me. That's her problem. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's hard to figure I'm out. Just, yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know. Good figure question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a beaver owner. I don't push one around the shoulder. <laughs> have you all noticed that the essential oils have, have affected Jesse's demeanor? Yeah, man. This well, is a well, weird man. episode, and I like it. I, dude, <laughs> I was getting blasted point blank in the face. It's either the oils or it's that Annie's not here, and we're just Oh, no, it's the, the oils, bit. man. It's affecting all dude, of us, it man. Blasted, <laughs> okay. Tyler's basically taking a nap in 
a corner. He's yeah. over here chilling. Yeah. I'm like, I'm loopy. Jesse's in, in you, like, you, invigor- <laughs> you shot me with invigorating <laughs> lavender into the nostrils. I've never seen you more fired up. It's really funny. So eucalyptus, Wait. ladies and gentlemen, yeah. that's what yeah, fires up Jesse Carey. Uh, now we know. Now Before we know. you go for any like long run or, or like a boxing match or something like that, yeah. just, just I'm gonna sniff go some right, eucalyptus. I, after this, I'm going to write issue 96. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a weird one <laughs> but it'll be done by tomorrow it'll be the cover story the naughty list 2018 <laughs> the fall of yeah, may yeah it, it, yeah yeah it's a pumpkin with a line through it you know um okay <laughs> hannah turner on twitter said <laughs> she was on vacation in golf shores is that florida or is that it sounds uh, like it uh, Maybe Mississippi. Panhandle. Yeah, it's somewhere it's out somewhere, there. It's somewhere in the Gulf. Yeah. That's, Gulf Shores, Mississippi, I think. Yeah. She's driving down the highway, and a man walked out to get his newspaper. His house is on the newspaper. He walked out to get it. Not wearing any clothes at all. <laughs> Gulf Shores, anything goes. Again, again, like a bear on a leash, just keep going. You just keep uh, going. Don't, don't, don't ask, ask questions. questions. Yeah. Don't yeah. ask questions. Yeah. Don't pet the beaver. <clears throat> okay. Brian... Brian, he had kind of a humble brag. Did mm. you guys see this one mm. on, on, yeah. on, on the episode page? Yeah. Mm. Brian, he kind of throws in there. This, hey, good on him though. When he go, when he vacations, he goes to visit a church. Like if he vacations and it falls on a Sunday, he goes find the church to go to. Like he's not taking a vacation for good on him. Do you guys do that? No. Nope. When you're on vacation, <laughs> nope. No. Just pop into church. Uh, it depends on what city. If I have like Hillsong, New York, or okay. something, I will go to this church. This is this is clearly one that he doesn't know. Okay, no, I don't. I okay. don't just visit rando churches. Okay, so so he's uh, he's on vacation. He visits a church, and he says, and he's acting like this is like a frequent occurrence. Maybe it's because he's a first time visitor. No one knows him. Um, but he says when he goes on vacation, he hates when he goes on vacation is visiting a church filled with huggers. Oof. Okay, yeah, he says awkward. I'm on vacation. I don't want to be hung hugged by some strange person i literally met for the first time churches should have a sign on the doors that warn people that they are huggers i even make the first move and extend my hand for a handshake but do they care nope straight for the hug no other establishment in the world would this happen except for churches that's fair but i don't i don't it's probably because he's new right like they really want to welcome this person because they could think this isn't just a guy on vacation right I don't know, man. I've visited churches uh, a lot of times. I don't think I've ever been, uh, I don't know about ever, but it's certainly not enough for me to notice that I've been like, oh man, churches are sure, there's a lot of hugging people at this church. Yeah, I don't, I can't, I'm trying to think of sometimes like if I, never a stranger, never a stranger. If I see somebody, we'll go for the handshake bro hug. You know what I mean? Like, hey. Like a Southern thing? You know what I mean? But a full embrace of a stranger, I don't know. You gotta see it a few, see them a few times I'm gonna email the American Family Association about this. They should be aware. They should be aware. I'm not saying they should do anything. Right, no, they should just be aware. They should be aware. It's on the radar. This is happening. Right. Yeah, it's, it's on the radar. What's you guys' standard when, when it's greeting time at church? Like a time to time to shake hands. What's your, do you engage? I, I, I reluctantly do the handshake to the people in my direct vicinity, but I've usually quarantined myself in the back row in the corner, so there's only one or two people. You know what yeah, I found I can is, see you like in that time, Cameron. That's not your... Yeah, no. I'm good. You're not, you, you know what I found is, is, is helpful with the handshake? Hmm. Handshake, and then you do one big pump out because it signals right away. Oh, this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna last. This isn't gonna progress. Uh-huh. We're not gonna evolve the handshake into a bro hug. No. Handshake contact, one pump, you're out. Hand, I like it. I do. Yeah. I do handshake, and I go for a back of the hand and a caress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a stern person, gentle, gentle. 
Not only loves. <laughs> Makendra uh, lives on an island, and she goes to the beach pretty regularly. But mm-hmm. she sees a lot of vacationers at the beach. But uh, one experience she wanted to talk about. Um, it was w- one evening, and she looked out, and there's an empty, empty beach. Uh, you know, just a towel laying on the sand. A man enters the water ankles deep and just begins blowing a shofar and he blows it in all directions and then goes for a swim. Got to, got to hit all, all corners of the wind. <laughs> oh yeah. All he was announcing four. to King Neptune that he was on his way. <laughs> Maybe he found the shofar. It was like a cool piece of Maybe it was one. a conch shell. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Well, there's a lot, there's a lot more. You guys uh, like Jesse have seen and experienced a lot of weird things on your vacations. You should go uh, do yourself a favor and check out the, last week's episode uh, page for those stories. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, earlier in the show, um, I, 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 you know, told the guys about Hood Hood to Coast uh, this week. Uh, We we heard about Tyler's, um, you know, marathon of Hilton Head Island. Yeah. Uh, You know, we're in... We're, we're seeing what will happen when you OD on essential oils right now. Uh, for this week's question of the week, we want to know what is the hardest thing you've ever attempted? The hardest thing you've ever taken on? Uh, it could be going back to school uh, when you're, you know, you know, working. Yeah. It could be you tried to climb Mount Everest. And we want to know the hardest thing you've ever attempted and how did it turn out? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it could be that you've ingested a toxic amount of essential oils and <laughs> you're attempting to not die. Right. <laughs> you know, whatever. We want to hear. We want to hear. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast or post your longer stories on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. We'll read our favorites next week. Well, before we wrap it up, uh, a couple of reminders. One, go over to relevantmagazine.com slash impact week. Uh, if you're hearing this show during the work week, uh, it is still going on now. Wednesday, we're going to be doing some projects with Preemptive Love Coalition. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, we're doing uh, we're raising money for um, emergency relief for East Africa through World Vision. And on Friday, we're raising money to build wells with Charity Water. Join us. We will be doing various challenges throughout the week. Uh, right there at the website, uh, we will be putting the live streams as we go live throughout the day. Uh, you can give right there. You can participate um, and uh, help us spread the word uh, yeah. about Impact Week. Help us spread the word. Tweet about it. Tell your friends. Uh, the more eyeballs, the more people we can get participating, the better. We're trying to make a difference this week. Join us. Hey, on Friday's show coming up, don't miss it. Uh, we have an amazing in-studio performance with Johnny Swim. Yeah. And we will be telling you about the brand new issue of Relevant, which is coming out later this week on Friday. It'll be debuting. We will tell you all about it. And on the cover, our friends, Johnny Swim. Yeah. It's, I am super pumped to talk about this issue. We've got some it's great content, some great uh, studio stuff. Uh, we'll be rolling it out starting on Friday. Uh, you won't want to miss that show. It is, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Okay. Well, many thanks to Miles McPherson for joining us. Uh, make sure next week to check out his new book, The Third Option. You won't want to miss it. And with that, we will wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Daswick. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Tyler Huckabee. We will see you on Friday. Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from the Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. 
And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. Cover Story, The Naughty List, 2018. Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.